At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Big thanks to Mike Menescalco for hanging out with us in the last segment. Check that out on YouTube if you missed any of it. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Leave the comments. Uh, Jillio has considered getting into the comment section to argue with Panthers fans. I'm, I'm on board for this, Joe. All right, I just want to engage. Engage with them. Engage yeah. with them. Start to uh, start to start to go after the CJ, uh, the the, uh, the 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 Bryce Young hive. Uh, there is a CJ Stroud hive out there too, but the Bryce Young hive is definitely out in full force for the Carolina Panthers. But back to the Carolina Hurricanes. NHL.com's Tom Galitti joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline, and it's. Uh, it's all Sebastian Ajo all the time. We're not going to get more Sebastian Ajo antics tonight, are we? That was pretty wild from what we saw in game two. Who, who would have thought on a power play the other Ajo would be the one who would score? Yeah, that was just added to the the, leg- the legend of the Ajos. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was this odd, one of the stranger plays you're going to see, regardless of whose name the guy had. They're knocking the puck towards his net and then bouncing the way it did it's, uh, past the goalie. So. Yeah, it's funny. We've had we've had two viral moments, essentially. I think what well, was in game one when the Canes, our Sebastian Ajo, knocked out their Sebastian Ajo, and that went all over the place. And, of course, we have that own goal from game two. I guess it, it, we'll start here with the Islanders specifically. I, I felt like the Islanders admitted in game two that they just can't skate with the Canes. So we're doing that classic playoff, let's get chippy, let's get physical. Uh, even the coaches are kind of having a little bit of back and forth through the media. Uh, is that going to well, is that going to continue tonight? I mean, the Islanders are always play physical, so you're going to see that that's you know they're one of the leading teams in hits in the regular season. That's the way they play. So I'd, I'd imagine you'll see more of that tonight. And if Alexander Romanov comes back and he's able to play in the game he usually plays, he'll be hitting too. So that that's just the way that you know, they're a physical team. So yeah, um, it's interesting, you know, and and the Hurricanes, you know have been able to so far take advantage of it. I mean, they got that fluky power play goal. I don't know if they really did anything on their power play other other than that no. last game, but the power play was pretty good in game one. So um, that's what, you know, if the other team is going to take penalties, you have to take, you know, to take advantage of it. Tom, what do you see out of the Canes in these first two games? Because the last month of the regular season season was such a slog for them. It's kind of hard for us to divorce what we've seen over the last four to five weeks and, give it the the fresh start and fresh eyes so what have you seen from the canes in these first two games in the playoffs um i thought they were better in game one uh they were i think they're a little more you know they got some bounces in game two but that's what happens sometimes in the playoffs i thought the you know they looked like the better team in game one i thought last game was was more even and just uh worked out uh with a couple of things and took advantage in overtime of a mistake um and also the Islanders, i guess felt there was a penalty should call there but still uh breakdown on the Islanders part that led to the winning goal in overtime so that's the way things go in the playoffs sometimes I think they need to be better they're going to need to be better as the series goes along you know, I'd imagine you're going to get the best game from the Islanders tonight so you know because they're going to be they're, they're fighting up against here they don't want to be down 3 but uh, I think there's still another level to the Hurricanes and unfortunately with Terravine and Burt I don't know you know they're going to wear the offense you know they're going to need another guy to step up as far as offensively as well so that's another top six forward that's that's really three top six forwards they're going to be missing now if you think about who they projected would be in their top six in the playoffs and who they have now. 
I feel like you've for for a strange confluence, you've covered like every Canes playoff series. <laughs> you you might have missed a couple in the bubble. I don't know, but it's it's odd have, to me. Yeah, I have covered a lot of them uh, with the Devils back in the day. And, yeah, uh, during the 2019 when they went to the conference final, I was on all three of those series. I did not cover any Hurricane series last year. Okay. I felt like I was left out at. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Rangers, that feels like it would be yeah, in yeah. your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I am curious because the rest of the NHL is now is the time of the year where the rest of the NHL kind of comes around to the how good the Hurricanes defense really is because the goalie it, it seems like it changes every year and then they've moved some parts around on the forward lineup and you mentioned those injuries yeah. but Jacob Slavin again he has a game like he did in game two and I go that I call that the Jakob Slavin mode where he he turns into a a, a Czech scoring star he's not just <laughs> Jacob Slavin from Denver uh, do you think the rest of the league uh, and the people who observe the league ha- have a great appreciation for how good he really is I think they do now. I mean, maybe, uh, or they should. I mean, this is not the first year. This has been going on for a few years now. And he's, you know, he's one of the best defensemen as far as, you know, the stay-at-home kind of defensemen. But he also, like you said, he had some offense the last game. And, you know, playing with Brent Burns, I guess that helps too. But, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's just such a, such a good, well-rounded defenseman. Let's put it that way. And, uh, and like you said, in the playoffs, there's more of a – you get more attention for that than you maybe during in the regular season. Because that everyone – is watching every game so then they go look at the stats and they go sure this guy have a bunch of goals this guy has a bunch of assists and not look at how well he plays positionally and all those other things so i think uh when you get in a playoff series and then when you you're forward you know you're you're covering or people are watching and how is how are they shutting down this board or how are they shutting down you know whatever line you know jacob slavin's name starts to come up and then he does some good things offensively too and like well that guy's pretty good so uh I think people knows it now, but I think Spotlight always makes it gets brighter in the in the playoffs. Tom Galitti joining us here on the OGNHL.com. Kane's back in action tonight. Listen to the game on 99.9 The Fan. 6 o'clock, Stormwatch with Adam Gold. The game, got the aftermath, and, of course, the Kane's Corner podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, so uh, I know you, you did this in a matchups with the whole – and we've been hearing it a lot since Tara Vina's injury. It's the, it's the next man up. That's been the mentality of the Canes. They've been dealing with some key injuries this year. They never really got to know Max Pacioretty. I think they could live with no. that. Uh, the Andre Svechnikov injury, we understand that's a huge hit. Tara Vinan hasn't had a great year, but Jillio and I have talked about this. It's who he plays with and, and how that line goes. Uh, Jillio likens him to a lost leader. Now, this is, I guess, Pugliel Yarvi's opportunity to maybe show of a wise pickup at the trade deadline. Um, so how do you, how do you, what is, what is his game? I mean, when they added him, it felt like depth. Now he's going to be put in a position that, uh, is going to be needed. Yeah. I don't know where they'll put him exactly. If he'll slide into Terravine spot on that line or play somewhere else. But I mean, he's a big guy, you know, literally six, four, you know, 200 something pounds. And he's really good at possessing the puck in the offensive zone and, and giving you offensive zone time that way. And that fits into what Carolina does. So that's good. The, the thing he hasn't really done is he, although he'll generate chances and he'll have chances for his line, isn't hasn't finished. And so mm-hmm. maybe getting an extended look, um, a chance to keep playing, or maybe he'll be able to do that. We'll, you know, we'll I'll have to see it. But I, I think you know, Rod said yesterday, it's going to kind of have to be a group thing. Cause you know, you know, I don't know if they're going to plug a, pull your RV into the power play, which is where Tara Vinan was playing, or if he'll get PK time. I don't think so. So they're going to have to spread the, out some of those minutes and have other guys kind of pick up that slack. slack. Tara Vinan is one of those guys, like, you you, you miss him, even though the numbers may not be great this mm-hmm. year. Like, he just, he just does so much in the little things here and there. You're going to miss it, and, and you'll miss it when you see it, <laughs> more than, you'll, than, you, than you, maybe what you think. 
Tom Glitty, NHL, covering the games up there. Game three tonight, Canes, Islanders. All right, Tom, you, you said you expect to see the Islanders' best game. Am I being unfair to the Islanders when I say they feel really top-heavy to me? Their top line is is dangerous. Barzell, obviously, and I, I don't know how much he's really been able to play with Horvat. But I look at those other three lines, and I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> Well, they had um... – this comes from somebody who does not watch 82 Islanders games, Tom. You know this, right? Like, no, Well, no, who does? I mean, yeah. It's not outside the area, right? So I, I did get to see them a bunch down the stretch, actually. And their, their, their second line, or whatever you want to call it, with, with Nelson, you know, Brock Nelson, yeah. Kyle Palmieri, and Pierre Engvall, actually that was their better line, and that kind of drove their offense when Barzell was hurt for the last 23 games. Barzell and Horvath were just starting to, like, click together when Horvath got hurt. And you missed, you know, like I said, he missed last, last basically the last two months of the regular season. So they're kind of Barzell's still kind of like shaking off the rust. I thought he looked better in last game. You know, Horvat hasn't scored like they thought he would when they got him from Vancouver. Parisi had a pretty good year in the third line, had 20, 20 goals. Um, and the fourth line does what it does. They'll chip in a goal here and there, but they're the, the line that goes out there and tries to, you know, pound you into submission into your end with all the hits and things like that. So, um, but yeah, they're not. Um, I don't know if top heavy is the right word, but. It's a, you look at the top line, if you think that's their best line, it was really the second line that was carrying their offense when Barzo was out. And I don't, you know, Nelson had a goal. Palmieri had a goal last game. So maybe that line starts with Engvall, who they added in a trade with Toronto, really actually kind of helped putting him on that line. They gave them a, a second scoring line. Tom Gulletti, NHL.com. We appreciate the time. Uh, we'll see if the Canes can put this series away. They haven't won a playoff game on the road since, what, June 3rd of 2021 in Tampa. So no pressure, right? Yeah, I mean, well, they're up 2-0, but you never want to take your foot off the gas as they saw last year. So, they, you know, Rod said I don't remember last year, but I'm sure. Oh, they no, they <laughs> ab- no, they absolutely remember. I'm sure it's a point of discussion. Todd, we appreciate yeah. it, man. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Uh, we'll talk to Bomani Jones here in just a second. Um, and yeah, the Aluminum Company open house is going on today and tomorrow on Hamlin Road in Durham. And you can get all your exterior home improvement questions answered uh, while you enjoy some free food and ice cream and all that other fun stuff. So. Go check out the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. We got Bomani Jones. Right time is the podcast, HBO's Game Theory. He joins us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Bomani, what's going on, man? Hey, man. All good. Uh, ice cream at the Aluminum Company. I don't know why, why y'all don't lead with that. Tell my man Jeff I said what's happening. <laughs> I was going to say, I know you have fond memories uh, from hanging out at the Aluminum Company with that free ice cream, right? Dude, I love those. The, the <laughs> aluminum company remotes. I it loved every single one of them. But also me being like totally ignorant the first year and I'm just going super hard on Duke, not knowing anything about the owner. <laughs> but you left an impression on Jeff Monsignor because as many times as Golden I went back to do remotes at the aluminum company, he always he always brought you up. Always yeah, brought you yeah, up. Yeah, he wasn't pleased with some of the decision making. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, decisions, 
I don't see a uh, I don't see a blue check next to your name anymore. What, what happened? <laughs> you, you, oh, yeah. you, you don't want to pay the eight dollars for a, a little blue check on your Twitter? No, nah, nah, it's cool. I changed my bio to it's me. I promise. <laughs> um, All right. I mean, I do think this, though, about the blue check, and this is important. It was a lot more important and valuable in the nascent days of Twitter because it really was the wild, wild west and nothing had been established. Nothing was familiar. Mm -hmm. Now that we're at a different point, like if you fall for it, you just kind of fall for it. Like I just I don't I don't think I need it at this point. I I would like some two factor authentication, though. Yeah, I did have to change that to Apple's version of two factor, which you can go into your phone and and set that up authenticator well there's google authenticator but then there's a way to do it within the phone and and apple does it for you you don't have to use the the actual text authentication regardless i do think this is an interesting i've actually been very excited to talk to you about this because it's a mashup of dr zeus and the sneeches and value and economics right because it went from it's true though it's true it's true because, like, if you remember the sneeches, where we're going. if if you remember the Doctor Zeus story, it was people had these stars on their belly, and everybody wanted the star. So a guy came out. and He's like, "Well, I got this machine that'll put a star on your belly, and you can join the cool kids club." And then all of a sudden, there was no more value in having a star on your belly. So the grifter went. It's like, "Well, I'll take the star off your belly, and you can be different now." So you combine this with what's going on with Twitter these days, and this idea. Well. Why don't you just pay the $8? LeBron James comes out and actively says, if you know anything about me, I am not paying $8 to keep my little blue check. So the day comes, LeBron James still has this blue check next to him. People want to old takes expose it. And I went, something's not right here. This didn't make sense because there's no way that LeBron paid for it. Or if he did, it was some you know, staffer who did it for him. But it actually turns out that Elon kept the blue check on certain celebrities, he comped it to them because he needs it to have this value, and people have absolutely rejected it. And that's where I ask you from an economics perspective, have you ever seen something lose its value the way this blue check has in 24 hours? But what he found out was the problem was that the value of the check only existed to the people who didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who was actually verified who really thought it was that big of a deal, right? Like, I don't recall seeing anybody wield it as, hi, I am verified, and you are an unwashed pleep. Maybe y'all kick it with different people than I do. On the local, had, on the local level, that existed. Oh, okay, sorry, my bad. This rarefied air up here. I know, you fly Doesn't first really, class. Just, I'm still flying yeah. main cabin on Delta. Yeah, no, but I feel like what you're describing is not even main cabin. What you're describing is like economy comfort. Mm. Like you are describing the people yes. who have the money for a little extra leg room. <laughs> right? And they and they want to... And, and they they got the exit row seat, but right. they're wondering why the drinks ain't free. Exactly. Like, like that's... Exactly. Like you're, you're describing a somewhat different person. But it's... For me, at least, the value of the check was in the verification itself. Mm-hmm. And that value isn't served anymore. The problem that they have with this is it would serve me no purpose to get the check in order to be verified because somebody who has the same $8 could come up with a name with a very similar handle and have the same blue check. And if the check is what gives you the idea of authenticity, that can now be replicated. Mm -hmm. So all it is now is a sign that you paid $8 for this. That's all it says. 
And what I think is funny is there's a lot of people who are upset that you're not giving Elon eight dollars. I thought I thought this was free market capitalism. If I don't want to give you my eight bucks, I'm not going to give you my eight bucks, and I'll spend my eight bucks buying a record at nice price like I did today. Well, I'll tell you a dilemma though that came up. So for whatever reason, uh, the Game Theory Twitter account was not verified. Maybe that changed, but it was not verified. Okay, and. With verification, you do get the ability to put out longer video clips yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But we would rather not put out the longer clips than have it look like we paid $8 to look like we were more important than we were. Plus, you can put those clips on YouTube. Yeah, but it, but but I think the problem that they did not expect to run into was that the idea of paying for it would seem so ridiculous to the public. Mm -hmm. And so I think they thought that the big co big companies and these big operations would need this level of verification. And so they'd be able to basically extort them for the money yeah. and then get a few other people that tried to get all. And the companies were like, nah, dog. Some, some, some just straight up said, we're not even going to participate anymore. Right. So. Government, government entities like, nah, nah, we're nah. good. We're good on that one. Bomani Jones, Right Time is a podcast. It's up for a Webby. Is that that's still the voting still taking place? Yes. The the uh, the the people's choice voting is no longer taking okay. place. Uh, I they made the deadline the twentieth of April, which I feel like honestly is a great way for people to forget. Okay. That yeah no that is a yeah, that is a good way to forget. Although that doesn't hit as much as it used to because it's so legal now. Like it's not even a joke anymore. Yeah. It's kind of, if you had gone by Washington Square Park in New York City, where well, it's super legal, you would have understood. Oh no no no, it's still it's a thing. Still, it's still a thing. Okay, fair enough. Well, Beaumont, when 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 Joe and I were up in Brooklyn for the ACC tournament, it's like it just hits you everywhere. It's seven o'clock in the they morning. They make gummies now, like no, but it still <laughs> smells like it. It's even at seven a.m. No, like, it's why, wild to me. Why are you burning one <laughs> early in the morning when you can just take a gummy? I mean, from what I hear, it <laughs> takes like an hour. You know, it, it takes a little oh, bit. Well, it's some people yeah. that early like in the morning. Smoke. Every everybody's metabolism is a little bit different. Yeah, Joe. Some people That's just fair. like the There's refreshing toke. There, there is that. About. Uh, speaking of things that are legal, gambling is legal. Uh, we're we're getting ready to do mobile sports wagering here in the state of North Carolina in January if if everything stays on schedule. Uh, but if We're you're in the a gambling baby in nine months, yes. I know I'm very excited about this. And if you're in the NFL, though, it, I mean, it seems pretty clear to me. Don't bet on football. And there was some more suspensions today. And I'm kind of fascinated by the initial knee jerk reaction of hypocrisy. Much NFL. You're <laughs> right. Like if. OK, I get you want to like bang on the NFL for hypocrisy, but this this ain't the one, okay? Like, this one actually makes sense to me. I'm sorry, but if you're in the NFL and you make a bet either at the facility on anything or if you're gambling on football, the NFL football, that's a big no-no. The money's going to get really worked up about that. Why is this hard for people to understand? No, this is a no-brainer. No, no, no-brainer. And basically... So they got two levels of this thing with the Lions. You got the dude, like James Williams and one other guy who were betting on college games yeah. from the facility. Yeah. But you've also got the guys who were betting on NFL games. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to make people get it is through two very simple words, insider trading. Like, if you just want to look at it from the idea that these are people that one would believe would have access to certain information that would give them an unfair edge they can kind of tilt this thing. The other thing that it comes down to, 
Like, as many of you know, I am, like, very much so opposed to drug testing in sports. I just mm-hmm. think it's ridiculous for a number of reasons. Like, social drug testing, I get it for steroids. However, I do see the argument that if one of our guys is out here strung out on rock, it would be helpful to know. You know why? Because people on rock do desperate things. <laughs> you know who really does desperate things? People who owe money for gambling. Yeah. Like, you just can't have this. There's no, there's no it is not hypocritical. It's not hypocritical in the in the way that I think that people are putting it out there. They're not simply saying that something is wrong with gambling. They're saying that something is wrong with gambling if you work here. Yes. Which makes sense. Well, I I would I would simplify it even further. I get your insider trading uh, example, but you know, there's a reason why things get tagged not safe for work. Okay? Yes. Simple as that. Like if I like now you and I work jobs where if we're looking something on the internet, but that might be a little spicy, we can get away with it because hey, hey, research, right? right. It's it's research. But if I'm a, a normal working guy, nine to five in a cubicle, and I'm looking at something I shouldn't be looking at, guess what they're going to do? It's a company policy. They're going to fire yeah. you. So yeah. I, I'm I'm really at a loss as to why this is. I, I guess because the NFL. I, I guess what what's happening here is that there's an unresolved argument about the leagues finally getting into bed with Vegas, and how do you balance this? I mean, Ethan Strauss. I guess I just got the newsletter, the Gambling Gamble. Obviously, it just hits. So I'll I'll read it later. But I know where this is going to go. It's like if you're going to get into bed with this, how do you try to stay clean while being in bed with it? Well, this wouldn't be such a big problem if it weren't for these damn phones. (laughs) Right? Like if people had to physically go places to place these bets, you know, or you had to go to a state to do this, Mm -hmm. it would be one thing. But the danger in all of this, and this is, I mean, I don't have a moralistic opposition to gambling, right? Like, I don't think that gambling is wrong. I also don't think cocaine is wrong, but there's a reason why I don't do it, right? This is, there is great room for disaster Mm -hmm. in this, and it does not help that a significant portion of the people who participate in these sports on the professional level are young people with more money than they know what to do with. And young people, as all of us know, are the dumbest people in the world. Unfortunately, great decisions. Yeah, unfortunately, in order to send them off to war at 18, we also got to let them make all kinds of decisions, right? But this is bad things are going to happen. How bad they are, I don't want to necessarily be hyperbolic about. But remember that dude, Josh Shaw, the dude who jumped out the window because he thought somebody was going to run up on him at his girl's place and then lied about it and wound up on the Today Show and then got suspended in the NFL because he filled out an application for a player's card at one of the casinos Mm -hmm. and put as his occupation NFL player. (laughs) Um, And I'm I'm just saying all that to say questionable decisions will be made. Speaking of questionable decisions, Bo, what is Dylan Brooks doing poking the bear with LeBron James? I'm confused. He thinks LeBron is wounded. He don't think LeBron can do anything about it. This is what Dylan Brooks does, and God bless us that yeah. we have him. Yeah. I am. I really appreciate the press. I mean, I don't like him. I find him to be insufferable, and that's what makes this cool. We. I mean, you got to admit, the NBA for the first time ever is kind of lacking in personality. Sure. Or, or, person, or personality one. that you're just kind of rolling your eyes at, which I, I would be in. That would be the case of Draymond Green. Uh, you know, like the, all yeah. this, the, the suspension for Draymond Green, that's another one of those. Are we really having one of these debates? I mean, he stomped Sabonis. 
you combine that with his own history where he costed it cost the Warriors game five in the series uh, back what 2016 and then the antics after the fact right that the antics where he got on the table and he's taunting and the commissioners right there like if you act like that what do you think is going to happen my father grew up in 1940s and 50s Louisiana and that can inform some of your thinkings on the world and he said that his father told him something that he later told us which is if anybody ever puts his feet on you, you have the right to kill them. <laughs> you can discuss on your own whether or not that's an appropriate recourse under those circumstances. But, but there, are consequences. To, yeah. there are consequences. Yeah, there are consequences. Yeah, I just say all that to say you're going to have a hard time getting me thinking of one game suspension is the end of the world. Sure, <laughs> that's sure. That's all I'm saying. But then, but then well, we then, have... Embiid, not... Right, and then... Well, but getting, that's... Well, yeah. well, well I feel like both of those dudes should have got put in jail. MB and Harden in particular. I don't know why he's able to breathe the same air as me right now after he hit that dude in the crotch mm. just straight on and then acting like he ain't know what he did. And MB, no, no, no. I, I have no understanding why it is that there's not more of a campaign right now. Like, I would say let's all get together to go put him in jail, but y'all don't know how to act and y'all will take it too far. But I just don't. You guys suspend people for hitting people in the testicles. I just think there's, that, that that's what it has to be. <laughs> Game got it. There's no order if you can just be out here hitting people in the testicles. Every time something like that happens, like we saw last night, I wonder if I should text him. If Julius Hodge wonders, Jules is doing. he's like, "Oh, is my why is my phone blowing up? Oh, it happened again, didn't it?" Yo, and I and I gotta say, I don't think dudes like Jules and all these these other cats get nearly enough credit because I can't imagine getting hit in the testicles, and then you telling me 45 seconds later I'm supposed to go play in an NBA basketball game. Like, you want to talk about blocking out the noise, you know? Like, we need to appreciate these dudes as heroes. and Because and it comes in high. waves. It comes in waves, man. Like, you yeah. think you're kind of getting over it, and then you kind of you feel it it's more in your gut. It's not. It's not an easy thing to overcome. I'd also like to make this note that that was the day that I knew the NC State as an entity just really wasn't body body. Because Chris Paul made that shot to win the game at the end, and I didn't see no bottles. Like, for all we talk about, like, rowdy classless behavior from State, yeah. apparently not, because that was the time. That like, the that time. was the time for y'all to really show up and show out. Yeah. And that did not happen. But Monty Jones, Right Time is the podcast, Game Theory on HBO. So when you uh, when you get in a subway to head up to the island, Canes are in town. Canes Islanders, oh. game three. Oh my God, that's so far. I cannot yeah, begin uh, to tell uh, you. Half, half joking aside, I am curious. Uh, how long oh would it take you to get from where you're at? Probably as long in, as the Canes were staying in, in Queens in for Manhattan some to get out to where the Islanders play. Well, you got to remember, I'm uptown, so yeah. like we're we're. It, it would probably via transit. I would assume that it would take me no less than an hour and a half. <laughs> No, no, no. Long Island is a different place. I was going to say, you can get on the LIRR. That would be. Yeah, but I got to get to the LIRR. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. (laughs) No, 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 no. The thing that's hardest to explain to people, like when you guys come up for the tournament, like we're down in Brooklyn. Oh, so you're in a different city. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. No, but there's there's the subway. You just hop on the subway. Look, yes, I learned it didn't get on, it didn't get on the LIRR. Look, man, I learned the I learned the hard way when we were in Brooklyn, and I decided to go check out the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. And getting from Barclays to MSG was not 
as easy as I thought it was going to be. Oh, that should have been a simple one. Like, if you thought that was hard, you'd yeah. die trying to get to Long Island. Yeah, from that's my what I'm saying. Like, I'm sitting here like, like 45, 45 minutes on a subway is not as oh, yeah. glamorous as you think it is. Well, the problem with Barclays is they got that subway station that's right by it, and they got like nine different subway lines that run there. Mm-hmm. And what you don't understand is you're just actually walking in the station now. You might be walking another mile before you actually get to the subway that yes. you're talking about. Yes. Your pain is now felt, Joe. I now recognize the problem. I'm trying to remember how I got to Islip Airport from, I think I went, I must have gone to MSG and caught wow. it there, caught the LIRR there to Islip. And then I had to take up Uber. And Ubers now, they're not subsidized. They're going to yeah. cost you as much as the, they're not going to, they're going to cost pl- you, they're going to cost you as much as a plane ticket. It was a plane, trains, and automobiles kind of thing. I, I caught three Ubers yesterday and I didn't take no super long trip and that was $200 worth of ride. What? And, I, and, it, went, and it wasn't Uber Black. Okay. So when are you moving? No, I'm kidding. All right, man. Oh, well, <laughs> different conversation. Different conversation. Bobani Jones, Right Times Podcast, <laughs> HBO Game Theory. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It is time to unveil oh. our fifth best and fifth worst. What, what, what would you like to start with? Let's uh, start with the best. Let's, let's start, start with the best. best you know? Let's start with the best, yeah. On this program, we like to talk about the positives, especially when it comes to the Panthers. And in 2017, the Panthers had the eighth pick. We've talked a lot on this program about how Marty Herney, you may have quibbles with him and how he ran mm-hmm. the Panthers for seemingly forever. Yeah. But one thing you cannot dispute is the man knew how to make a first-round pick. 2017 was no exception. With the eighth pick in the 2017 draft, the Carolina Panthers took a running back, which was bucking the trend slightly. They took Christian McCaffrey with the eighth pick in the draft. Now, Christian McCaffrey, while only with Carolina for five years, in three of them was outstanding, and in two of them was off the charts. Had the had the a uh, thousand a thousand season in 2019. Yeah, and was you know, unfortunately we never really got to see Cam and, and Deuce Deuce together. No, we never really at their did. full Voltron powers. But yeah. you can't argue with the premise of what they were trying to do by taking a versatile running back. Yeah, I always in the top ten. I always made the argument that. You know, people like to slam the idea of taking a running back that early. It's a foolish thing. Running backs are a dime a dozen. But I think we recognize that Christian McCaffrey and his skill set went beyond just running the ball. I think it also is in the Panthers' benefit that the Jaguars made a mistake in taking Leonard Fournette with the fourth pick. So by comparison, it looks like the Panthers were geniuses. 
for taking McCaffrey. Total fan favorite in the limited amount of time he played with the Panthers. What five five total seasons? Yeah. Uh, before injuries, getting before so getting traded, really, the injuries yeah. and everything, yeah, yeah. and things like that. He's still the fourth leading rusher in Panthers history with nearly four thousand rushing yards, and he did it on sixty four games. Sixty four games. That's where he got to, and of course we remember the Kyle Allen when Cam Newton got hurt. And Kyle Allen was the backup, and he got out there. They were winning games mainly because Christian McCaffrey was doing everything and 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 defense. It was CMC and defense. So yeah, I mean, it worked out pretty well. I'm I'm not going to fault Christian McCaffrey. What can you do about the injuries and also coaching that led to a not so great five years? All right, now let's do the worst. Let's do the worst. Yeah. All right. In 2017. The Carolina Panthers had the number eight pick in the draft. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. He's the fifth best and the fifth worst? Yes, you can argue this one both ways. You can argue this one both ways. The Panthers used the number eight pick on a running back yeah. in the year of our Lord 2017. But he was more than a running back. When running back value was such that he, he that was is a not wide, a risk he, that you take. He was a pass-catching well, running back. Well, fine, he was great, and he was a high-volume usage for yes. a grand total of Basically, two full years of football. So you can't sit here and tell me that taking a guy number eight overall for two full years of football was worth it. Mm. In addition, he suffers from two picks later. Perhaps the quarterback now on his way to being the greatest to ever play the game Mm -hmm. was selected. So it's kind of hard to sit here. We can argue it both ways. But they were going to take... They weren't going to take a quarterback. They weren't taking a quarterback. But you still kind of have to look at that through the the history, the lens of history, and say, "Wait a second, they had a chance to take Patrick Mahomes." Also, thanks who to, went two picks later. Also, with Christian McCaffrey, they traded him and got some got some draft picks back. They, yeah, they got a second round draft pick that they flipped for yeah, the number one overall right. pick. Right, so it all works out in the end. Okay. Two full years they got out of it. I know. That's hard, man. You got to get more than that out of the number eight pick. It is hard. It is. And he was awesome, no doubt. When he when he was healthy, he was great. He was awesome. And he also, to me, he's always going to be. Maybe he is the fifth worst because he was essentially used as an excuse for when they sucked. Well, you know, we don't have Christian McCaffrey, as though they they did not plan for. Hey, well, guys, if you understand, Christian McCaffrey can't give you a full season. Maybe don't tie your entire offensive production to one guy. Yeah, four hundred and three touches in that twenty nineteen season. I I don't know where it went off the rails. I I don't know what happened there. Eh, Yeah, he might be onto something there. Might be onto something there. (laughs)